have the full buy-in of the, of your team, metaphorically speaking, you have a team that's willing to die for you, which is exactly what you get in the military, that esprit de corps and that camaraderie and that, that loyalty. And that's how you get it is through that inspiration, not motivation. Welcome to the Executive Leadership Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be interviewing Stephen Morris. So Stephen Morris is a leadership development and career coach. He was formerly in the United States Army. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about inspiration versus motivation. You're definitely in store for an awesome conversation. If you want to find out more about Stephen Morris, he's the founder and CEO of Renowned Leadership. You can check out the, the podcast description to find out more about him. So let's go and into the episode with Stephen Morris as we talk about inspiration and motivation. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time being on the podcast. Real looking forward to, to this conversation. Yeah, man, I am stoked as always to be a, a guest on a podcast, and I'm you know just as much stoked to be on this one, dude. Let, let's kill it, man. Let's bring some value to the people. Yeah, for sure. So before we get going on our conversation, um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are and the work that you yeah. do. So um, my name is Stephen Morris. I'm the founder and CEO of Renowned Leadership and um, started my career at 18, uh, joined the Army, spent the next 16 years in the Army, um, traveling the world. Um, I've experienced pretty much every form and type of leadership you can you can imagine while doing that. Got out of the military, joined the corporate world, and realized that it wasn't for me. And um, I went through some some pretty pretty tough hardships. We can talk about it if you want um, what that was like, but um, you know, went through some pretty crazy hardships for three and a half years, uh, reintegrating back into the civilian world. And I realized that it was because the I, one I had lost my purpose. Um, and I had nothing to guide my life. And so uh, that's when I, I decided that, you know, this problem in, in the corporate world that I saw, I had a, a solution for it. So I started up my leadership development program and started my company and got my team and started my podcast. And here we are today, man, just just crushing it, you know. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, let's let's uh, take some time and deep uh, take a dive into some of the hardships that you face and uh, so our listeners can know a little bit more about who you are and really have how you developed your your passion into the work that you do today. Yeah, so um so we I guess we'll just jump back to 2013 and 2013 while uh, working in Afghanistan. I got shot three times. Um once in the stomach, once in the chest, and once in the shoulder. And um almost killed me, but didn't. Um thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that pretty much put it into my, to my combat career. And I was able to squeak out another couple of years in the army, um, until 2017. But when I left the army in 2017, like the army had been my identity, you know, I loved the army. I, I loved the people. I loved what I did. And I knew every single day what my purpose was. Like I never had to question it. And so when that got ripped away from me and then I got thrust into a world that didn't even speak the same language as me anymore, right? Like civilians and military, you know, I know you're into aviation. 
I'm sure you guys have a complete different language that you can speak right now that I wouldn't understand. I would just sit here and look at you like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the the military is 100% that way. Like, I can talk in an entire sentence in acronyms, and people are going to totally understand what I say if they're from the military. Um, so, you know, the way we communicate, uh, the body language in our communication, like to a lot of people, it's aggressive to a soldier. It's normal. Like everything changed and I had nothing to guide my path. So I got in this real deep state of depression. Um, when I left the army, I weighed 220 pounds. I gained 80 pounds in 10 months because apparently I'm an emotional leader. Um, I never realized that about myself, but I am. And I gained 80 pounds, just super unhealthy. The more weight I gained, the more depressed I got, the more depressed I got, the more weight I gained. And um, yeah, man, like it, it just it got really dark. And once I realized that it was because I didn't have that guiding principle, that guiding purpose in my life anymore, I, that's when I really started digging into um, figuring out who I am again and while i was in uh the la latter part of my my career because i couldn't go to you know be in a functioning combat unit anymore i got put in what's called tradoc which is training and doctrine command for the army and um i got fortunate enough to get sent to europe to go train leadership and small team development to our nato allies and it was amazing and that's how I really fell in love with training leadership. And then when I got into the corporate world, I was shocked at just how toxic a lot of the leadership in the corporate world can be. And so, like I said, I, I had the solution. And one of my standing rules in the, in the army was, you know, if, to all my soldiers, if you have a problem and you come to complain to me about it, that's great. But offer me at least one solution. Doesn't have to be good just offer me a solution. And, you know, I'm not a hypocrite. I'm going to practice what I preach. So I have the solution. I'm going to take it to the market and go help people as much as I can. Hmm. Mm, that's awesome. Um, so really want to go into kind of our, our topic for today, our podcast conversation. Um, and this really stemmed out of, I think, a blog post that you wrote. And so we're going to be talking about inspiration and motivation and really the differences um be between the two because i didn't realize that until we talked and met that they're actually two different things so i guess to start with um steven um what is inspiration and what is motivation and and really how are these terms different right so the the blog post that you're talking about i wrote because um Every time I hear leaders talk, they're like, we got to motivate our people. We got to motor motivate our people, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, no, you're wrong. You need to inspire your people. The difference is motivation is fleeting. Motivation is, yeah, I am motivated to go run every morning at four o'clock in the morning at nine o'clock at night when I'm going to bed. Hmm. When that alarm goes off at 3.30 in the morning and it's time for me to get up and lace up my shoes not so motivated anymore, right? I'm more motivated to, to hit that snooze button and go back to sleep. Inspiration, however, is that I am inspired to get up at four o'clock in the morning and go run every day because I'm training for the marathon, because I'm training for the next Spartan race that I want to run, 
because I want to lose that next five pounds. Whatever the case may be, I'm inspired. That's the difference. Motivation is fleeting and inspiration is deep and internal. And it's what drives you to go do the things you do every day. So, I mean, yeah, whenever it comes to, and that's, that's where my big problem comes in is when we talk about motivation, it's not my job to motivate you. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Um, my, on my team, it's not my job to motivate them. That's their job to be motivated. It's my job to inspire them. It's my job to communicate our mission and our goals and our purpose so that they're inspired. That, and then that inspiration leads to that momentary motivation. And that's what drives us to go do. If we just operate off sheer, um, sheer motivation, I'm sure you've had days uh, before you started your own company where you just didn't really feel like working. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't mm-hmm. because... I don't really feel like it today. But then when you get inspired to start your own company, think about that. Like you don't have those days anymore. You can't afford to have those days anymore. Like this is your baby. This is what you have to do. So like that is a great example of the difference between motivation and inspiration. And when we inspire people, when we light that fire inside of them, it really speaks to our, our capability to lead. Once we've ignited that lighter sh- or the inspiration in our in our teams, now we have the full buy-in from them. And when you know when you have the full buy-in of the of your team, metaphorically speaking, you have a team that's willing to die for you, which is exactly what you get in the military. That esprit de corps and that camaraderie and that that loyalty. And that's how you get it is through that inspiration, not motivation. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. The The blog post I wrote was about my daughter. Um, you mind if I share it real, yeah, real quick? Sure. Yeah, so my daughter, um, she grew up a mil- army brat, you know, and always moving or her, her friends are always moving. So pretty much every year since she started school, she was pretty much the new kid in school because either we moved or all her friends moved away. And so it's getting to know everybody again. And so Isabel got really fortunate because her, she had this friend, I call her V, who her family followed us or we followed them pretty much everywhere our entire military careers. It was really weird. I didn't work with V's parent or dad, but just somehow they followed us from post to post or I followed them to their post. And so Isabel and V got to grow up together all the way up into high school. Very That never happens. That's really rare. And so I was stationed in Europe and then V and her family got stationed in Europe a month later. And so once again, Isabel and V are back together and they were like this inseparable duo, duo. Like I practically helped raise V and V's family practically helped raise Izzy. And so um, when I retired from the army, I moved to North Carolina and Isabel and V were upset because, you know, good thing coming to an end finally. But lo and behold, her dad came down on orders to North Carolina and they're only going to be about an hour and a half away from us. So once again, V and Izzy could continue growing their friendship. But unfortunately, a couple of months after we left Europe, right before V and her family were supposed to move, V got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and died three weeks later. 
when that happened, my daughter was absolutely devastated. She didn't get to say goodbye. She didn't nothing like the, 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 I can't even describe what Isabella went through, but what I can describe is what happened afterwards. And she, she got that inspiration, that fire lit inside of her. She told me that she was going to find a way to cure cancer. From that point on, she dedicated every ounce of her life to getting into the school and then getting, when she got into the school, getting into the program. And now that she's in the program, she's working on going through this program to become the best, uh, what is it, genetic engineer that she can be so she can find a way to at least understand cancer better. Mm -hmm. She went through high school, graduated high school with a 4.63 GPA. She got a full ride scholarship into a uh, program, or I'm sorry, she, when she gradu graduated high school, she graduated with a high school diploma and an associate's degree. She started her freshman year in college, actually as a junior. She got accepted into a, a genetic program that only accepts 50 students every single year, and they have thousands upon thousands of applicants from all over the world. And on top of that, she got a full ride scholarship. I don't share this to brag about my daughter, I mean, I do a little bit, but I, I share that as an example of just the power of when you're truly inspired, what you can do. Isabel's not special. She's not smarter than your kids. She's not better than your kids. She's just inspired. And that's what happens. So when she has those hard days of having to stay up till four o'clock in the morning, studying, get an hour of sleep, go to school and take a test, you know, there is no motivation there. She's just operating on sheer inspiration alone. Mm. That that's an amazing story. And for those listening, um, we'll drop a link in the podcast description so you can take a look at that blog on uh, Stephen's website. Um, Stephen, you know when we talk about motivation and inspiration, um, yeah, I love your perspectives on it because I didn't even know there was a difference on that. But now it completely makes sense once we started talking about this. Um, but I think in order to uh, inspire others, such as inspiring people on our team, uh, as we're, we're speaking to leaders, um, how do we ourselves first remain, get, I guess, I don't know what, what it would be. Would it be, would we as leaders be inspired or motivated? How do we stay, where do we get that inspiration motivation from? Well, I mean, that that's internal. You have to figure that yeah. out for yourself. You have to understand your purpose. You know, um, you have to understand your purpose. You have to understand your why. You have, and, and again, those are two different things that a lot of times people use uh, synonymously. Uh, purpose and why. Watch your purpose, watch your why. They're actually two completely different things. Mm -hmm. um, your purpose is uh, external, right? Your purpose is what you do for the world. Your why is internal why you do what you do for you. You have to understand those things. And then you have to understand your goals. Where are you trying to lead? Like, are, are you trying to take your team to that next big win? Are you trying to take your team to build that inner circle of trust that or a bond that can't be broken within, within your team? Is that your goal? What is your goal? Once you understand that, then that's what inspires you that that once you have something to believe in, right, you can't have inspiration unless you believe in what you're doing. Hmm. And so you have to understand all those things about yourself before you can even think about trying to inspire others. 
um, I believe in what I'm doing because I know leadership makes or breaks the people under us. Um, I, I, I tell people my military career was amazing, dude. I cannot even think of a single bad leader that I had. Mm-hmm. And when I tell other soldiers that or other, other service members, they just look at me like, yeah, BS. There's no way. Stop lying. Like you're just trying to paint a pretty picture. No, seriously. I never had a bad leader in the military and I'm sorry. Other people did because when I hear people like, Oh yeah, I hated the army. Like why dude, it was great, man. We got to blow stuff up. Like we got to exercise all that. We got paid to exercise. Like that's great. Like, you know, we got paid to shoot guns. We got paid to blow stuff up. We got paid to just sit around and smoke cigarettes and do absolutely nothing all day. Like, how much better of a life can you ask for? Mm-hmm. And, but it's a, it was their leadership. They had just bad, bad leadership. And so that's what inspires me. That's what drives me is I know I have seen the negative impact of toxic leadership. And I hate using that word and I don't use it very often, but I think, you know, just bad leadership, it affects people so bad and it can totally jade them on their career. It can jade them on a company. You know, it it could be a great company, but now they're just so jaded. They can't see it. And so, you know, and then it just crushes their potential. I don't know if you watch football, but you know, we've seen time and time again, where a, a team drafts an amazing player, but that player gets thrown into a bad situation And then they just, you know, filter out of the NFL because they, there was no, the structure of leadership wasn't there to support them and facilitate their growth. So Mm. that, that's the thing is you have to dig deep into yourself. If you're a leader and leading a team of, you know, one to a hundred people, like you have to be inspired first. You do that by identifying your, your purpose, your why and your goals. And once you get that done, you have the compass to to just go and crush like whatever you whatever you're trying to do with your team and then the final the final thing is you always have to operate in your your realm Uh, i'll be able to talk here in a second i apologize realm is a hard word apparently (laughs) um you have to you have to always operate in your realm first and foremost of integrity and then you have to operate within your organization's realm of integrity. And then you have to operate within your, your team's realm of integrity. Integrity is so important. And I, I, it drives me nuts. People are like, oh, yeah, I got the five pillars to become a great leader. I got the 32 principles to give yourself a better life. I have the 152,863 tools that are going to make you a millionaire success. Like, stop making it complicated. If you just know your purpose and know your integrity and you're always operating in integrity, bro, you're going to, you're going to win every single time. Integrity wins out no matter what. And then the reason I say your realm of integrity is because I might be okay with something you're not okay with. You might be okay with something I'm not okay with. We might be okay on all the same things. You never know. We have, you know, we have to identify that in each other, but your realm of integrity, if you're not okay doing what you're doing, that is the number one killer of inspiration, mm. right? That is, that is, that is going to kill inspiration overnight. You have to be okay with what you're doing. So 
I don't know if I answered your question. Now I felt like I just rambled on. No, no, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I'm learning more about this because um, you you're the one that introduced this this topic in in kind of my world. So I've been learning as uh, we're 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 talking. Hope you're enjoying this podcast episode. Wanted to take a quick break to tell you a little bit about our professional leadership coaching and training organization. We assist individuals, teams, and organizations in any area and any level of leadership. If you want to find out more, and if you're looking for some leadership support for wherever you're at in your leadership, for your team or organization, feel free to check out our website, tcadvisorygroup.com, or send us an email, info at tcadvisorygroup.com. Also, we are launching a mastermind at the start of 2024 where we go through a book throughout the course of one month with like-minded individuals that are in leadership roles. And oftentimes people are looking for a great community to be a part of with like-minded people to help grow themselves professionally and also to help them enhance their leadership. So if you're interested in finding more about this, you can check out our website or also send us an email. Now we'll go back to the episode with Stephen Morris. So really, so how can you really create this environment that inspires your team members rather than just focusing on motivating them? Because you're right, because a lot of leaders have this mentality that, oh, I need to I need to be there to motivate my team, keep them motivated, do things to keep them motivated. But how do you create an environment where you truly are inspiring your your team members? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to create an environment where they trust you, right? Because they're not going to let you inspire them unless they trust you. Um, and you build trust, by, once again, by operating in integrity. Whenever, whenever uh, one of my favorite things to do is just show, you know, when I was working in the corporate world, I would just show up at a person's you know, where they were workstation or whatever the, you know, their uh, cubicle or what, whatever it was that they were doing that I was going to help um, just show up and be like, how can I help you? And I let them lead me. Right. I don't show up. I don't micromanage. I don't tell them what I, I don't give them. I don't even give them my, my, my opinion. If I like, I just do what they tell me to do. I just work for them. Right. All these things like, you know, practice what you preach. If you preach teamwork, be the first one to jump in head first into the pool. Like be the one getting your hands dirty first. Operate always in integrity. Once you do all those things, you'll you'll build that trust. And once you, once they trust you, it's easy to inspire them. It's easy to sell them your vision because ultimately that's what it, what it, the inspiration is. You're selling the vision right? You have to understand the vision to sell it. You have to, you know, all that stuff. Once you understand all of it, once you do all those things, man, you're just that, that that's the culture. If you're operating in a culture of motivation, then a lot of times you're operating in a fear culture, right? You need to get, you know, if you're working on an assembly line, you got to produce these 30 items in an eight hour day, or you're going to get written up, right? Yeah, sure. That's motivation. But how far is that going to go? Right. I, where's that going to carry them to? 
right out the door to their next job because screw this i don't want to work in a place where i'm scared every day right like that sucks no one wants that like that's the type of environment you create if you operate out of a a mentality of motivation um and, and then growth like what are you doing to help your people grow when people realize you invest in them they're going to invest in you and that that just further cements their their buy-in to your vision yeah that's really good you touched on some good points here trust integrity and growth and i wanted to touch on trust and integrity um because i feel like this is the most foundational thing that you need in leadership is to be someone that people can trust and be someone with a high level of integrity. And I know everyone has a different definition of this, but trust and integrity is where I've seen many leaders fail, especially kind of working my way up in the aviation industry as a frontline employee. You see a lot of people where, um, and there's a, cause there's a lot of temptation. I know I experienced this too in leadership where there's a lot of temptation to, um, cut corners because no one Mm -hmm. else is watching, um, do things, do shady things and get away with it. But just because you can, as, as a leader, you might not be able to get away with it as a, you might be able, not be able to get away with it as a frontline employee, but you can get away with it in leadership. And, um, I think ultimately it catches up to you and it causes you to lose trust with your team. And that and that could be really devastating to to your your leadership. Dog, oh, you, you know, it's funny. Um, I worked with a guy one time and he's like, you know, uh, he was he was basically my equal he, or not. What's the what's the word? Um, yeah. All I can think. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like um, lateral. He's, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was yeah. my counterpart. Yeah, basically. Yep. Um, we just worked different shifts. And so um, our boss would always undermine him. Right. And he would complain about it nonstop to me. Like, I wish, you know, I wish our boss wouldn't undermine me like that, blah, blah, blah. And finally, one day I just looked at him. I'm like, dude, you undermined yourself a long time ago. Like, now you're just, you're suffering the consequences of what you did to yourself because he was doing just what you said. He was cutting corners. Mm -hmm. He would say things like, you can't do it, but I can. One of the, a great example is our, our employees weren't allowed to be on their cell phone. Mm-hmm. but there was really no rule that said we couldn't be on our cell phones right now did i get on my cell phone throughout the work of course i did mm-hmm. did i let my employees see that oh hell no like i was in my office with the door closed like there is no like i would never flaunt in front of them that i could do something that they couldn't do he mm-hmm. did it all the time he destroyed their trust destroyed it and as a result, our boss saw that. And so he had to pick up the slack or else the entire team fell apart. So while, yes, Eric was undermining him, it wasn't out of spite. It wasn't out of malice. It was just he, Eric was doing what he had to do. And, you know, unfortunately, Josh, he, he never, even though I tried to coach him through it, he never bought into it. And he ended up, uh, you know, having to go separate ways with the organization but i mean you're absolutely right like trust is the is the most paramount thing and but as long as you're you have integrity that's why i keep harping on it. if you have integrity that trust is going to come it takes time Mm -hmm. 
But as long as you have integrity, as long as you have work ethic, as long as you have that inspiration and fire inside you, it's contagious and it's going to spread just like the opposite is contagious. What I'm talking about is just as contagious. Yeah. And I think also when, when it comes to integrity, I think leaders from what I've seen, um, they think of themselves above all. And so they're able to cut corners. And I think when you have that mentality, mentality where you're part of a team, you're, you're kind of the backbone or the, uh, you're the backbone of that team. You're, you're, you're the one leading them. You're the one there to, um, really inspire them. Then your mentality goes to, you know, the leadership role is bigger than yourself. And I think keeping that mentality, um, has helped keep me on track because there's so much temptation uh, Mm -hmm. to to cut corners to you know hide stuff and and even just hiding mistakes that you've made along the way um, especially when it comes to decision making but I think when you're at the forefront of it and um, you should you make that mind shift in terms of you know it's it's more than about you and and your title Um, that's that's where um, that's where you're able to stay on track and staying on track too, in terms of integrity is, is really rewarding, especially when it comes to uh, leading a team. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you talk, you bring up a good point. If you think about the greatest leaders of all time, you know, even the not so great leaders, like, like as far as what they did was horrible, but you know, we'll stick with the good ones. You know, you got Dr. King, you got, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, none of these men were perfect. Gandhi, um, Mandela, like all these people had their flaws. They weren't perfect, but they understood one thing. Just what you said, what they were doing was far more important and far bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah, absolutely. When you operate that way, again, it's contagious. It spreads. And that is the best way to build trust. You are never above your people. You are the exact same as them. You just have more responsibility. That was something hard I had to learn in the army when I was given my first team is I wasn't better than any of them. And my my life didn't get easier. My life actually got harder. I lost sleep, you know, (laughs) like I had to be up earlier doing things to get them done so I could be with my team. I had to I had to exercise even harder because, you know, the military is a very active thing. So uh, being physically fit is very important and we're very competitive about how physically fit we are. So I had to work even harder because I couldn't let my team be better than me. Right. And some of them were like, you know, there, mm-hmm. there's no getting around the natural. But I mean, I they had to see that I was working my butt off every single day to be the best I possibly could be. And man, like I had some of the most, to this day, I still talk to all my team members. Like, you know, they email me if they have questions, they, you know, some of them even ended up outranking me, uh, you know, cause they got to stay in longer than I did, but that is what it is. Um, but I mean, yeah, you, you, even today, like they'll email me and be like, Hey man, like, this is what I got going on. What do you think I should do? Mm-hmm. And like, that is the most rewarding and powerful thing in my life, knowing that I had such a good impact on their lives. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I remember, you know, I was shooting for this uh, a leader, senior leadership role for years since I started in the industry. And I finally got that role. And I walked into the office day one. I was like, all I've been, <laughs> this is it. Like, this, <laughs> there's got to be more to this. And not realizing that there was more than, you know, a comfy chair, a comfy office. And, you know, that, that nameplate that I think... Uh, many people strive for it's it's all about looking after your team it's going into um the, the work every day and and not being focused on yourself but hey what what can i do to help continue to inspire my team what can i do to um be present with my team because that's also a, another difficulty is being there and present and continuing to uh inspire your team and and be active and uh immersed within your team culture yeah, 100%. You hit the nail on the head with that. Um, and, and it always frustrates me when leaders say, oh, I don't have the time. I got, I have to be secluded, locked up in my office because I have to do all these reports. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, then maybe your report is late. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, but then I get in trouble. So, like, are they going to fire you? Probably not. Yeah. Take the risk then. Like, you know, maybe you have to work harder. Maybe you have to show up two hours early to get the work done so you can be present with your team. You're absolutely right. Because doing, like I said, my favorite thing was to just go work with my team. I couldn't do that if I had a pile of paperwork. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I had to show up to work two, three hours early just to get yep. that done. Yep. And that's your job. That is why you get paid more money. That's why you're the leader. You have to work harder. Like you said, you are the backbone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you, how do you balance pushing your team to achieve their best while also really ensuring that they feel supported and inspired? Look, I've been looking forward to this question because <laughs> I, so there are a few words I hate. Toxic is one. Mm -hmm. Balance is another. Balance is a myth, man. Balance is a lie. Think about a tree. How many trees do you know or have you seen that had grass immediately growing around it? It's usually a few inches off before the grass starts growing. Why? Because the tree has deprived the soil of all the nutrients, right? There is no balance between the tree and the ground. Balance is a lie. In order for something to grow, something else has to give, right? So in order for you to grow professionally, your personal life's going to have to give. Yeah. Right. Like now it's up to you to determine how much, like maybe that's the balance you're seeking. Maybe it's 65% professional. The rest can go to personal or whatever the case may be, but finding a true balance where everything can thrive that that's never going to happen. It's never going to grow. And same for this, you have to decide what is the most important within your team. And that there is no, like, <clears throat> we either push and strive to get better or we focus on this other aspect. But I, I would never try to find balance in it. Um, I'm always pushing for excellence. I, even though I know that's not a, uh, attainable, I am not a perfectionist uh, anymore. I'm a, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, entrepreneurship taught me that you can't be perfect. But, yeah. um, um, you know, I, I don't strive for those things, but I am always striving and pushing as hard as I can. 
that is okay because my team, you know, it's funny. In the army, when we would go for runs, all it takes is one person to just find that inspiration or motivation and just get ahead of the pack. And, and then all of a sudden it's like our competitive nature takes over or whatever the case may be. It's just like, Oh, we got to follow. Right. Like if you are constantly pushing yourself, a lot of times you don't even have to push your team. They're going to push themselves to try to keep up with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And even if they, even if they start to slack off, all it takes is a, Hey, come on, man, let's go. And then how can I help you? And then you get in there and you help them lift them up and, and start carrying forward. You know, and I feel like it's a very big thing in corporate culture. We're, we're focused on tearing down. You didn't meet this measurable. So now I'm reprimanding you mm-hmm. rather than going in and saying, Hey, you didn't meet this measurable. Why? Like, how can I help you meet this measurable in the future? How can we keep this from happening? What can I do to facilitate a better work environment for you? Like, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not all sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes we got to let people go. Sometimes people just aren't going to measure up. Sometimes people just aren't a good fit. That's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not a detriment on them. It's not a detriment on you. Just they aren't a good match. Hopefully yeah. one day they'll find their match. But to say I find balance or I try to find balance would be a lie. Um, I don't believe in balance. I believe in growth. And I believe it going as hard as you possibly can every single day um, and leaving nothing on the field. And hopefully, and I'm pretty sure I do a good job. um, My team feels the same way. Mm. Awesome. Um, You know, oftentimes, like you mentioned, things are not great. You go through setbacks. There are periods of uncertainty and uh, sometimes you made the wrong decision and it impacted your team. So how do you really balance pushing your team to, um, how do you, sorry, let me start that over again. I was re- reading this, the previous question. Happens <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you maintain a consistent level of inspiration with your team? Even when you face like periods of difficulty, periods of uncertainty, setbacks, or, you know, times where you just made the wrong call. Uh, shameless plug. You got to have a coach. You got to have a mentor. Um, You have to have someone to lean on. We can't do like what you're talking about. I can't do that on my own. Yeah. So I have, I have people in my life where, you know, my wife is one. I have a couple of coaches I've hired. Um, yes, I pay them money. Um, and then I have a couple of mentors that I can just lean on. And it's like when, when, when I make that bad decision, I don't run to my team. I run to my coaches. I run to my mentors. And I'm like, hey, this is what happened. This is the God's the honest, brutal truth. I don't hide anything from them. I'm honest and very upfront with them. And it's like, help me figure out how to fix this, how to get out of this, how, what, what to do. Do I approach my team and tell them like, what, what, what is my next course of action? Like, and how do I learn from this? How do I get better from this? Um, you, you know, it, it's like uh, the, the picture of Atlas holding the world on his shoulders. You know, I, I'm not a God. Uh, I can't do that. Uh, I need help. You know, 
Um, I'm a pretty strong dude and I can handle a lot, but there are times where it's just too much. You know, you know, my company's almost gone out of business a few times. Um, and that's a lot of weight, especially when you have employees, it's a mm -hmm. lot of weight. And, you know, it's like, you gotta, um, you gotta have those people in your life that you can just run to and, and, and lean on. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, uh, your EQ, you know, and not just your emotional quotient, but, uh, uh, you know, especially for men, we feel like we, we got to hide emotions, which in some cases I wouldn't argue is the best choice. However, at some point those emotions got to go. And one of the most frustrating things for me to deal with is an emotional leader. I cannot stand that. And the only problem is, is they bottle everything up until it, like something bad happens, something negative happens, and then they explode with mm -hmm. negativity right? All that garbage they had just been bottling up, find a way to release it. Whether it's uh, one of my favorite things to do is go run and beat the crap out of a punching bag. My, since I became an entrepreneur, man, my poor punching bag, that thing, <laughs> you know, so, but what is it for you? Maybe it's go for a walk. Maybe it's uh, go fishing. Maybe it's go for a drive. Maybe it's watch a movie, play a video game. I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter have something you can pour your emotion into so that that emotion, when those negative times come in and crash on you, because they're going to, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but I promise you they're going to. And when they do, the worst thing in the world is for you to let all that emotion go on your team. Like you need to be in control of that emotion. So find a healthy way to get rid of it. Mm. I know that was a little off topic, but I wanted to touch on that. No, no, that, that's, that's really good. Um, you know, so as we, as we close, um, wanted to, we normally do a, uh, lightning round, of oh. questions to, um, help our listeners understand and get to know our guests a little bit more. So these are some fun questions to, to kind of wrap up our discussion. Um, so the first question is, um, dead or alive, who would you like to have lunch with? uh george washington okay um how do you consume content and what is it that you're reading today um i am actually reading a book that my a good friend of mine just got published it's called giving back life and leadership from the farm to the combat zone and beyond he was a high-ranking dude in the air force and so i am reading that book awesome awesome um, what's, what's your next thing that you want to do? That's on your bucket list. Bucket. Oh man. Hang on. Uh, I, I would say the next one I want to do is I want to run a full marathon. I have not done that yet. Um, so that's what I'm training for. Hopefully, uh, the next, uh, the Indy 500 marathon in May is my goal. Awesome. Uh, and last question is what is the best advice that you've received throughout your life so far? <laughs> um, there is not a wasted, there is no such thing. Hang on. I got to remember how I said it. There is no such thing as a wasted day. As long as you learn at least one new thing every single day. That's great. That's a good one there. I'll have to uh, tweet that someday. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours, brother. It's all yours. 
Um, so as we as we close, uh, Stephen, last words of encouragement to our listeners as we are wrapping up talking about inspiration and motivation. Um, yeah, man, just just take action. Like whatever. What, uh, hopefully, I inspired you with something I said or something we said. I'm sorry, I'm trying to steal the spotlight. Um, something in our discussion inspired you. Just take action on it. Don't ask questions. Don't think about it. Like we spend so much freaking time overthinking, dude. Like mm-hmm. it is so frustrating. Yeah. Like just, just take action. And I'm not saying run face first into a, a burning building, but maybe it's just, just a small, simple step towards, towards that dream, towards that goal. If you wanted to sail around the world, start researching boats, take mm-hmm. an action, just do something. Stop thinking about it and take freaking action i'm so sick of hearing about people's dreams it's like yeah what are you doing about it eh, i don't really have time bull crap make time mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's so good those small steps and um last lastly uh steven how can people connect with you and the work that you're doing yeah absolutely just go to renowned r-e-n-w-o-n-e-d leadership.com um all my stuff is right there. You can get in contact with me right there. You can also find uh, me on link- LinkedIn, Stephen J. Morris. Um, I spell my name with a PH. So it's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-J Morris on LinkedIn. And I'm on all the other socials, but eh, whatever. I don't I don't actually mess with those. I, I don't like social media, man. I, I actually I hate social media, but I do LinkedIn. Uh, so you can find me there and on my website at renownedleadership.com. Yeah, and for those that that um, are driving or listening, um, you'll find those links in the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on, so you can connect with uh, Stephen and check out some of the work that he's doing. Yeah, man, appreciate it, brother. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Really enjoyed this conversation, and hope hopefully for those listening, you really gathered some insights on inspiration and motivation, and really got some insights on the differences between the two and no they are not the same we just found out today (laughs) well thank you i appreciate your time brother thank you well thank you so much for tuning in to the executive leadership podcast we really hope the conversation with steven on inspiration and motivation really helped you in your leadership wherever you're at in your leadership journey and if you want to find out more about steven morris you can connect with him and Find out more on his content at the podcast description where all the links will be provided there. And also, if you want to connect and find out more about TC Advisory Group, we are a professional leadership coaching training organization. And if you want to find out more, you can go to tcadvisorygroup.com. We do have our uh, other podcast, the Leadership Download Podcast. Feel free to check that out as well and subscribe on whichever platform that you're listening to. Also, we are happy to announce that we are a Live to Lead host site. And if you want to find out more about that, please go to our social media and find out more additional information on that. We're also coming up with a mastermind group. Uh, So if you are interested in being part of a mastermind group where we go through a leadership book, we meet periodically throughout the course of one month and we are starting up our next group in January of 2024. So if you want to find out more, send us an email info at tcadvisorygroup.com. 
com or check out our website in the podcast description as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode and we will catch you on the next episode releasing next week. Take care.